Hi, this is Jeff Richards, Columbus, Ohio. You're listening to Barbecue Central. Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure you say whatever? We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. Originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. The barbecue capital of the North Coast. And rapidly growing. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. You want to jump in on the show tonight? Happy to have you. Encourage on all platforms. A phone call, 216-220-0966. If you prefer to email the show, you can do that as well. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at bbqcentralshow.com or on the Twitter and Instagrams at bbqcentralshow. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, the third Tuesday of the month typically is reserved for Barbecue Hall of Famer, cookbook author, TV show host, cooking class instructor, friend of this show, Stephen Reichlin. However, not the case this evening. We will move him one week back to the Christmas Eve, sorry, Christmas Day show that originally is planned to be an all-embedded correspondence segment. While I have not released this to the embedded correspondence, and I'm doing it now live because we just put this together, there will be three total segments or four total segments of embedded correspondence, but the first segment will be Stephen Reichlin on Christmas Day. He is in a restaurant this evening, said he was open to doing the interview at a restaurant. And I said, geez, would rather not that uh, have that pressed over my head. So I will forego, move you back a week. He's like, hey, I'm Jewish. It doesn't matter to me that it's Christmas Day. I'm wide open. We can talk about whatever. So I said, okay, we'll move you back a week. Did a little schedule reshuffling, and here's how it shakes out. So in 12 minutes from now, we'll be talking with the creator of GrillGirl.com, friend of this show, someone who is really adept at putting together the gift guides each and every year, among some other things that we'll be talking about. Robin Lindars rejoins the show, so it'll be great to catch up with her. Then we'll move to 35 past the hour. An Instagram sensation, unquestionably. But where did the meteoric rise come from? Where's the background in live fire? Is it something that he got later in life like some of the rest of us? Or has he always been around it? That's where the passion started and he's been able to grow it through social media platforms for us all to watch. And it's certainly a ride. 
on Instagram only. You can do some Google searches for his name and Big Green Egg or Snake River Farms or Meat Church, but by and large, his only platform access is through Instagram, and I will be talking with first-timer to the show, Jack Arnold. So very much looking forward to Jack. If you follow him on Instagram, I mean, you're right along with me. You kind of follow along and awe. Not only can the guy cook his ass off, he appears to be an everyday ham and egger just like me and you. Just so happens that he hangs out with a lot of NASCAR folks and professional football players and things like that. I'm sure we all would like to uh, have that in our fold as well, but we'll talk to Jack and see how this all thing started. Uh, there's way too much to go into it with Jack for the time that we have. So we'll do a little biography, a little background build, and then I said, hey, if you really dig being on the show, would love to have you back as soon as January. So we'll see how it goes, fingers crossed, and uh, looking forward to learning a little bit about Jack first and talking to him about some other things that he has going on. Then we'll move to the second hour, 14 past the hour. Mike McLeod, World Food Championships. They dropped some pretty significant news at the end of last week. So I will get you up to speed on that. And then we'll be pretty much open all the way through the rest of the show. So if you want to jump in, more than happy to have you. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Follow me socially on Instagram at BBQ Central Show. Also, same on the Twitter at BBQ Central Show. Facebook.com slash BBQ Central Show. Those are my three main platforms, but you can catch me pretty much on everything else. But Snapchat, don't get it, don't want to get it, not going to use it. But get me everywhere else, especially on that Instagram. People love Instagram. If you're a barbecue and grilling person and you are not on Instagram or contributing in some form or fashion, you're missing out. Get on the train. Love it. Live it. Learn it. Breathe it. Follow me at BBQ Central Show. Last week, the opening rant was on steak, specifically the steak ager. This week, new rant, but we'll keep it in the beef realm. You know, for a good two plus months this summer, I brought up what was called the purposeful undercooking of steak in America. Even went so far as to task the embedded correspondents to go to various steakhouses throughout this great land and see how undercooked steaks were coming to the table, even going as far as telling them to bring their thermopens to the table and temping the steaks. Looking for a 135-degree target or ordering medium if they didn't take a temperature request. And after a two-month sting, we basically found out that the majority of steakhouses were either at temp or a bit over. Not too many came in under. You all remember this, I'm sure. Well, last night I was at, and I want to be macho and courageous. One time, Daniel Vaughn from Texas Monthly accused me of saying, hey, I thought you were courageous on the show because I wasn't mentioning the name of a certain steak. Well, I'm going to be courageous here, Daniel, right off the rip. Last night, I was at Red the Steakhouse with my wife celebrating something that doesn't concern any of you people. This is one of the top-voted prime steakhouses, not only in the state of Ohio, but in the country if you do your due diligence. My wife got this the 8-ounce prime filet. I got the 16-ounce 40-day dry-aged ribeye. My wife ordered medium, which was pink throughout, according to the server. When I asked what temp, I, when she asked what temp I'd like my ribeye, I asked if I could achieve 130 degrees internal temperature, 
The server said she would see if that is something that could happen. I asked her if the guy that was running the broiler that night carried a thermometer, and she said, yes, they all carry those little thermometers around, and I assume they use them. Well, folks, I'm here to tell you that, indeed, they do not. Andrew, you are not the <laughs> They don't use them. Both steaks came out tragically undercooked. R- rare at best. Adding insult to injury. There were no visible thermometer probe marks in either of the pieces of beef. Why have them? Why tell me at the table that all of the chefs back there have thermometers and then don't use them? I don't get that. My wife's filet was very thick. There is no way they were going to be able to figure out how to get the internal temperature of the steak up without scorching the outside, which is exactly what happened. The outside was a joke because they didn't finish it right. Red, the steakhouse, let me give you a piece of advice. If, as the chef, you know the cut ordered by the customer is going to be an issue getting to the target temperature, come out and educate the customer as to why this is going to fall short of their expectation, then make another recommendation. If the customer is unrelenting, give them options. Okay, you want the filet? I would suggest you allow us to butterfly this piece of beef. That way we can meet your temperature expectation. Look, I get the filet is a problem piece of beef. Getting it to go anywhere above medium rare without the outside starting to fall apart, I get that. But there's no excuse for not being able to hit my temperature request on the ribeye. It's intermediate level cooking at best. Give me a break. Use the freaking thermometer. It will help you. You will look like a master. Instead, you're getting killed by some guy with a barbecue and grilling show on the internet who can outcook your ass every day of the week. Yes, Red the Steakhouse, I am talking to you. $60 or more per steak earns me the right to have it how I want it. And if you can't do it, have the server at the restaurant say that you can't hit anything higher than medium rare or rare plus right off the rip. Then at least we know we have some type of bar of expectation. Red the Steakhouse. How about... Rare the steakhouse. Thermometers. Use them. Love them. Get one for Chris. Come on. There's no excuse for that. I am right back on the purposeful undercooking of steak across America. I'm right back on. All right, Robin Lindar's coming up onto the break. Let me talk to you quickly about Traeger Grills. Behind every great meal is a great grill, but not just any grill, a Traeger Grill. And the Timberline is Traeger's most advanced grill yet. It allows you to grill, smoke, bake, roast, braise, and barbecue like a pro, no matter what your level. Thanks to the incredible wood-fired taste. Seriously, you don't know flavor till you're cooking with it. Traeger Grills use all-natural hardwood pellets as fuel, so you're literally cooking with flavor. From low and slow smoked ribs to a seared steak, even a baked apple pie, Traeger's can handle it all. And the Traeger Timberline makes it even easier, thanks to the Wi-Fi capability. 
You can check on cooks, kick up temperatures, set custom cook cycles anytime, anywhere, all right through the Traeger app on your phone. Find a local Traeger dealer and check them out in person or online, TraegerGrills.com. Want to beef up that barbecue game of yours? Hell yeah, you do. Traeger Shop Class, going coast to coast, bringing barbecue knowledge and amazing wood-fired food everywhere they go. Taught by professional pitmasters, you'll take home all the skills you need to reach barbecue glory. Find a shop class near you and sign up today, TraegerGrills.com slash shop class. That's TraegerGrills.com slash shop class. All right, we are back with Robin Lindars, the Grill Girl. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Casting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Butcher's Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauces, grilling oils. All of Butcher Barbecue products have been tested on the competition circuit as well as in the backyard worldwide. Be the pit master of your neighborhood and visit butcherbbq.com to stock up now. Always trust your butcher. Hmm. Well, this is where I would typically be announcing Robin as my guest, but having a little issue getting together on the Skypes. Well, so here's the deal. I was looking through some of the instant chat here. Rare is a warm red center, but she. The, I, I want to make sure I'm saying this right. When we ordered medium, the lady at the server at the table said pink center throughout not warm red center she said pink throughout i did ask for the temperature and i left it out in the in the rant because i was out of my mind Uh, she did look at me a little foolishly when i asked for a specific temperature but i don't know if i need to accept the norm of this that being I just have to order it medium rare. or If everybody's carrying thermometers, it should be less of a burden to get an exact temperature. You have the goal to shoot for, not a variance of whatever medium rare means to you. My temperature means this number. Hit this number as best you can. 
And I'm even flexible a couple degrees either way. I have some flexibility on the temperature. But whatever the broilers guy last night idea of medium was, was well past whatever the last guy was a year ago when I was there, which happened to be one of the best steaks I had ever had. But it was vastly different. That's where the frustration lies. That's why I'm not going back out to a prime steakhouse anymore. I'm not going to do that. I can't have that kind of disappointment anymore. When I can order a Pat Lafrida dry-aged piece of beef or two or four and cook it exactly the way I want it, the way I know how. I have failed myself into thinking that people should meet my expectation. In my place of work, I do not have any expectation of anybody else. My customers, my coworkers, that doesn't work out well for me because if I expect everybody to do or act the way I do, inevitably I'm going to be disappointed. Nobody's as good as me. Nobody makes the same snap decisions correctly as much as I do. Nobody puts together profitable deals the way I do. I can't expect other people to do that. I would lead a life of utter disappointment. So I should carry my own thought process over to the restaurant industry, I guess, except for the fact that you're paying through the nose. I get it's a prime beast. I know why I'm paying. And I revert back to the old mindset of if it's 60, 65, 70, there was a $125 steak on the menu last night, a tomahawk. I didn't get that. You know why. There is a level of expectation that is is not or it should not be anything over medium rare. We're not going to we're not going to do that. The expectation is what? Why isn't the mute working here? Whatever. Robin. I'm so sorry. What is going on? You take a year off and it's just like blow everything to the wind, right? Jesus Lord, I just had to give my my <laughs> firstborn child to get into my Skype account. <laughs> Sorry about that. You you had to get you had to get the password from him to get into the Skype account? It was just like I had to go through all these verifications. Oh, I'm sorry. And I was oh, running late. I had oh. to uh hus- it's duck hunting season and I was putting Hunter to bed and um I'm single mom in it tonight, so I apologize. Yeah. I'm really sorry. Duck hunting season, and your husband is duck hunting. How about that? <laughs> yeah. What are the chances? Wait, he's duck yeah. hunting at night? Yeah, he's just gone a lot because mm. he's obsessed. It's his latest hobby. So, um, Do you yeah. eat those ducks? I do. Okay. I have filled a ton of ducks. I'm, really? I think I'll actually be kind of uh, ready for the season to be over because I'm I've had a lot of duck. Do you uh, are they mallards or spotted wigtails or hoopy lig pens or what? Exactly. Um, oh. Whistlers and whistlers, diver ducks and ringers and Do they all taste the same? No, I mean I guess it's all about what the ducks eat, right? He actually is into hunting something called the snipe, which I guess is uh, re- related to the woodcock and um, except they're they're found further south down here and they're actually really extremely tasty little birds. I actually like frying them kind of like you would do like a 
fried chicken, but, um, not a ton of meat on the bone, but, uh, you know, definitely I'm getting versatile with, with cooking stuff that, that you don't find at the grocery store. And at least, you know, it's, it's in the wild. So, but I do apologize for being late. I'm really excited to be back and talk about all my favorite things for Christmas. So, um, yeah, it's good to be back. From a website perspective, before we dive into the, uh, gift giving guide for 2018, uh, what are the new updates and uh, you know, benefits and values and things that you've added to the web space. Yeah, well, I did do a pretty major web redesign this year. And, um, you know, that's always fun. I, I think before that, I, I might have been hacked by the Russians a couple of times. Right. I think I told you that, that um, my site was down for a while and nobody could figure out what was going on. But um, definitely it's a lot more user friendly. Uh, you'll probably see that um, when you go there. I have a paleo focus. I have a keto focus. Uh, I've done stuff that's focused just on pellet smokers. I've done stuff that's focused just on the big green egg. Uh, John Solberg actually is my my chief egg head, if you will, yeah. now. So, um, you know, I saw I was getting a lot of uh, traffic just for specifically for big green egg specific recipes. So I said, let's do a series. So um, for those looking to get into Kamado style cooking, you'll see we have just about everything soup to nuts for the egg. Um, and then also even stuff for the pit barrel. So uh, I've, I've really amassed a nice collection, if you will, of, of recipes. And, you know, it's not always healthy. You know, that's that's definitely my slant. But, you know, you'll see I, I color outside the lines. Like the, the recipe I put up today was grilled shrimp and grits. So grits by no means are low carb or paleo or anything like that. So I, you know, I'm a Southern girl. I like my food too. I, I'm not good all the time. Do you have a... Since you are a Southern belle, if you will, uh, I mean, is there a proper way of making grits, or do you are you not a grit snob? Um, you know, not all grits are created equal. I don't do the quick grits at the grocery store. Uh, I I kind of have turned into I don't say a grit snob, but I definitely have my favorites. And for that that project I was working on, I have a grit a shrimp and grits recipe. Um, I can't talk about the project exactly what it is, but you and I know what it is, but we'll talk about it when it gets closer to when it comes out. Very vague. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but believe it or not, um, you know, I like I like uh, War Eagle Mill. I like what is it Anson Mills Farm. But the one that's easiest to get is Bob's Red Mill has an amazing yeah. um, grits, and they call it grits slash polenta. Because really, if you think about it, they're pretty much the same thing. And these... It was just an accident because I had them delivered from Whole Foods because Amazon Prime now delivers, and that's convenient when I can't make it to the grocery store. And these are the best freaking grits ever, and they cook wow. really quickly while also being like very creamy. Um, you know, so hardcore grits people. You know, I, I have a recipe that actually my dad and his barbecue team back in the day in South Carolina when he was competing on the was it the S S B A uh, S B C A. I think yeah. I'm messing this up here. S-C- a brain SCBA, right South Carolina Barbecue Association. Yes, thank yeah, you. So, um, so he and his uh, friends actually won. Uh, what are you with the categories? Anything but with his friends' shrimp and grits recipe. Mm. And these grits, I tell you what, you know the, the things that make grits good, right? Cream, butter, chicken stock, all of that. Uh, so, uh, you know, I do that, but I simplify it, you know, cook your grits and chicken stock, spin it, finish it with a little bit of like half and half at the end and add the mm. cheese at the end. And, and you've got some, some grits that are, that are bomb, the bomb.com. So that's how you do it. Is that what Hunter says these days? Are you trying to pick up the hip language? Are you woke? Um, are you woke, Robin? 
you know his thing lately like when I go to put when I ask him to like take a photo when he's looking really cute he goes like this and I'm like what are you doing what is that and he's like I'm a zombie and I'm like okay I don't know where you got that from but that's funny yeah. but yeah he says you know he's three and a half I don't even know where he gets some of this stuff from. Yeah, so a week from now everybody will be ripping into gifts and all that stuff so that means we have about a week to rapidly get some of the items that you may or may not be recommending tonight in order to satisfy our live fire lovers desire if you will or mom dad yeah. or whatever you got so uh, what are some items that you are recommending to get the live fire lover of your life well if you see i did like a top 10 list and then i went more than 10 on my site so if you guys check it out everything's linked and there's a ton of stuff on amazon which means you'll be able to get it before Christmas. Nice. Um, and I think there's an extra weekend in the month this year that gives everybody a little extra time to get their shopping in, um, which is good. So I started with grills. Uh, I did the Green Mountain Grill, which, you know, luckily, in, in this case, it works in your favor. Green Mountain Grill, as you know, great pellet smoker. Um, also just great family, nice nice group of people that I like supporting. Agreed. Um, and... What's great about them is they're only sold at dealerships, which also means that you have that connection um, and that relationship with your dealer. And so that means that you're not you're going to be picking it up at a dealer. So you're not relying on shipping. Right. So that's a plus. Um, I put the pit barrel on there because I really do think the pit barrel is a great cooker. It's super versatile. I really like the junior because I like stuff that's easy and portable and, and you can still do like a whole chicken on the, on the junior as well. So that made it on the list this year. Um, I put the PK on, which who knows with shipping if it would get to your house by Christmas. But I, I, I'd be a miss not to, or remiss not to mention that I think that's a really kick-ass grill, uh, very like vintage Americana, like what's old is new again, kind of a, a comeback brand, right? Um, so I'm, I've really been enjoying cooking on that grill so far, and it's nice to see a new charcoal grill kind of come into its own in this space that has been so. You know, and I'd say in that price point, kind of lar largely dominated by Weber for such a long time. Um, and then I also put the next grill, the the Fortress tabletop grill, um, in my in my roundup of grills because I think it's a nice little tabletop propane grill. Um, John uh, John Solberg, who's a contributing writer, did a great review of that. And that actually you can buy on Amazon, and you can also get it at Home Depot. So oh. some other stuff. I've got all kinds of fun goodies to share with you guys today. You know I love online shopping, so this is always a fun time for me because I'm I'm a little bit maybe addicted. Um, well, it's so easy. So, why not? Well, why why not? Right. You know, like I, I you know you know people that might be like, oh, I went to five stores to find the best deal, and it's like, well, in the t you know, and I'm all about getting a good deal, but it's also like in the time that you spent going to all <laughs> these different places and the gas and the 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 crowds. What other better things could you be doing with your time? Right. You know, so it's like, how valuable is your time? And, you know, it's funny, Hunter, this, um, I think it was yesterday or maybe it was a couple of days ago. He was like, what's going on? Because the Amazon guy had been to our house, like, <laughs> or I should say, I shouldn't even call him the Amazon, the UPS guy via Amazon, you yep. know, had come to the house like six times, but it's like, it's so darn easy. It's just hard not to, you know? Um, so one thing I want to call out are these Yeti wine cups or wine coolers or mm. not wine coolers. That sounds cheesy, right? These Yeti uh, ramblers for wine or whatever cocktail or whatever you want to put in them. I think these are just really awesome. And so I've been gifting these to everybody this year. I actually got a pair for Scott. Um, I got some for my sister-in-law. I got some for my neighbors because 
you know, I don't know about you, but I break a lot of wine glasses and yeah. I'm in South Florida. I spend a lot of time outside. Actually, this is the time that this is like our summer when it's not hot as hell. <laughs> you know, when you actually want to be outside right. and you're not sweating. This is like our winter is, is everyone else's summer. So, um, so I think these are really cool. Um, can't break them and you know, great for taking anywhere. Um, so another thing I put on my list that I think is really just, I want to highlight this because he's just a really nice guy and really, really talented. And, and, you know, Greg, like we are no strangers to the world of barbecue rub and people making their own spices. So I've tried a million spices. Like it kind of takes a lot to impress me, I would say, because everyone's got their line of rubs when you say, um, and everyone thinks theirs is the best. Um, so I met Keith Loren doing this food festival, the Ocala um, Wine and Food Festival earlier this year, and we ended up prepping a ton of chicken wings together, and there's something about that that just bonds you, <laughs> but uh, at late night, wing, chicken wing prepping, uh, but so Keith, um, he's, a, he's a CIA grad, so he's a real deal, um, and he, he studied with um, some spice purveyors in Dubai and just learned a lot mm. about that whole process. And he's making these amazing rubs and spices. And and so he infuses his chef background with a little bit of like just soul food, like knowing what's up. And he's got these amazing rubs. Um, if you just go to his website, keithloren.com, um, he just really makes some kick-ass seasoning. And so um, I love his seasonings. But then another thing that he's doing that's really cool, and I haven't seen a lot of this, is that he's making sauces with CBD oil. And mm. I don't know if you guys are familiar with CBD oil. Everyone thinks that I'm talking about like Weed. getting everybody high, and that's not it. Yeah, it is. Spark it is up! Not. Spark up! <laughs> I mean, if that's what you want to do, that's totally sure, cool, but sure. this is not the same thing. So not. if you Google, just Google, like, why is CBD oil good for you? CBD is um, like the extract that comes from hemp that has all the therapeutic properties and they're just discovering how good it is for your body because your body has like, um, how do I explain it? Like a, a can of body oil. I'm probably not pronouncing this correctly receptor system. And so when you ingest CBD oil, it really helps balance your body out. And, um, so Keith has been making hot sauces and barbecue sauces with Mm. CBD oil. So they have a lot of therapeutic benefits. Like I have friends, um, for example, uh, the the friend of mine who got me into CBD oil, uh, she has an autoimmune disease, lupus, and yep. she started treating it with CBD oil. So CBD oil has has no THC in it, um, and it's really good for you. It can help you with things like anxiety, inflammation. Yeah. And so Keith is making CBD oil-infused barbecue sauce and hot sauce and rubs, and they are amazing. And it's, it's, so they taste really awesome and they have all these great benefits for your body. So it's, it's a win, win. Um, so, so right, moving- Robin, let me stop you. We got like a minute left. So give me your best of the rest and then we'll direct everybody over to grillgirl.com to get the, uh, the straight skinny on all the items. Okay. I have so Hope. much to tell you guys. So look, look at out. this, look at all the stuff I've with me. I'm really in love with this knife set. I um, invested in these before I started on that that endeavor I was telling you about. Yep. Um, under 200 bucks for six pieces, and they're really good knives. They they're um, Japanese inspired, but German steel. 
and you can get it on get them on Amazon. They're actually like on, under 150 these days. <laughs> and I like the fact that they come in white, so they might even actually match your countertop. And in my mind, something that's going to take up space on my countertop needs to earn its keep, right? It has to be functional, but it also has to look good if it's going to take up that room. And these King King Shun, I'm probably not pronouncing it correctly. You can find the link on my site. These are a really good bang for your buck. So if you're ready to replace your your like you know all-purpose all knife set, I think these are really good. Do we have time for one more, Greg? Ten seconds. I got all kinds of good stuff. Ten seconds. Smoker tube for someone who's got a gas grill but wants to get smokiness. You can get these for twenty bucks. <laughs> you can also do things like smoke spices and salt and pepper, cheese, and um, and also I put these in my pellet smoker just to add extra smokiness and also my electric smoker. And these are a great little stocking stuffer. So I think these are nice to add. Um, you can get on Amazon, like I said, 20 bucks will be here by Christmas. So all of these, all of these items are listed at grillgirl.com. Check it out. Link over buy. Remember, we still have a good couple days left for you to get them in, get them wrapped. You look like an ace, and you can thank Robin later, of course. Uh, she is the grill girl. Robin, always appreciate the time. Thank you much. Thank you, and I'm sorry about my Skype issue. We'll get it worked out. Time next time. All right. There she is, Robin Bye, Lindars, guys. everybody. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas to Robin as well. All right. So, All little technical issue, but uh, now we're rocking and rolling. Yes, thank you. Yummy. And we'll have Jack Arnold coming up out of the break. I'm going to talk to you quickly about Southside Market and Barbecue. Established in 1882, Southside, the oldest barbecue joint in Texas. And they've been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. Famous for the original beef sausage. Coarse ground and a pork natural casing. Authentic Central Texas barbecue meats as well. All the meats included in the prime briskets are slow and low smoked over many hours. With the real Texas post oak wood. They ship nationwide via the online store, southsidemarket.com. They also ship fresh and smoked sausages nationwide. Shipping customers can choose to order now and ship later. Include a custom gift note and mail to multiple addresses without additional charges. I did that with some uh, Christmas gifts this year. All shipped items vacuum sealed to ensure freshness and ease of preparation for the customer. Ship with dry ice to ensure complete freshness upon arrival. All meats are processed in the on-site USDA inspected facility. On-site meat markets for fresh and smoked products. Custom orders welcome, too. Two restaurants for you to eat at. Elgin, Texas, since 1882. And Bastrop, Texas, since 2014. Check them out. Grocery distribution through Texas and many surrounding states. Here's the kicker. That website that I mentioned at the top, southsidemarket.com. As you order and get through the checkout process, it's going to ask you for a promo code. If you want to send 10%, save 10% off the entire order. Use code BBQ Central, all lowercase in one word. That's BBQ Central. You will get 10% off all your order amounts at SouthsideMarket.com. Jack Arnold, Instagram star, coming up out of the break. Stick around, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show.
continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Uh, this portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets. If you're into that game, please don't hesitate. Go to CookinPellets.com for more information. That's C-O-O-K-I-N, CookinPellets.com. And you can uh, sign up for their shipping and all that other stuff. Download their free app. Good stuff. All right. Always appreciate the good folks over at... Man, I hate this. I hate this. Hello? Jack. Greg. Let me give you the proper introduction. I'm having an issue with one of my channels here, so I can't pretend like I'm being professional. So stand by. <clears throat> my next guest is huge on Instagram, has a current following of more than 54,000 people, uh, billing himself as a backyard barbecue guy, which is most of us are. And he is on the Big Green Egg official team, a culinary partner of Snake River Farms, and a pro staffer for Meat Church on top of all of that. He gets to hang out with some pretty cool people on a regular basis. How did he rise up into the barbecue and grilling world? Let's get the answers firsthand from the man himself as we race to the Traeger Grills hotline and welcome first-timer to the show, Jack Arnold. Hey, Jack. How are you, buddy? Hey, Hey, Greg. Good evening. How are you tonight, sir? Uh, Doing absolutely fabulous, Jack. Appreciate you making time here. So uh, I guess before we get into some of the items that we're looking to cover during these handful of minutes this evening, at least for the first segment, Let's get a little quick background on you. Um, are you somebody that grew up around live fire cooking and it was just something sparked in you and a passion, or is this something you got into a little bit later in life? Well, first off, Greg, thank you very much for having me on the show tonight. Uh, yep, it's an sure. honor to be here with you guys and all the great guests that you've had, so it means a lot to me. Thank you. Uh, basically, uh, you know, it started for me a long time ago. My father was born and raised in Texas, and you know, I was uh, I grew up in the Virginia area from Blacksburg, and we moved to Roanoke. And he basically taught me about charcoal cooking when I was really young. And it's like I remember when I was nine years old. Uh, he took me outside to see the charcoal pit for the first time, and you know we'd cooked on gas many times, but I hadn't really seen it. And I say, hey, first time seeing this, what's what's this, Dad? And, you know, <laughs> that's how we cook in Texas, son. That's basically what that is. <laughs> what do you do professionally? You got a day job? I do have a day job. Yes, sir. I'm a purchasing agent for an equipment company. Barbecue is the, uh, you know, the most fun and the hobby that we do on our off time. <laughs> uh, Jack, as I had mentioned in the open, you have you know more than fifty four thousand followers on Instagram. Did you have you know once you got onto it, was there a, I guess for lack of a better term, a viral moment that spurred growth for you, or have you been one of those steady growers over time because of uh, how you saw the platform? I honestly, I think I noticed it, if I recall, it would probably be last October, maybe last November, uh, once I started making more videos, and once I started incorporating music, I mean, I know, uh, you know, if Josh Tejan's listening right now, uh, you know, he, he despises my favorite band, Fish, but I'll let him know Fish is the greatest band in the world, and so <laughs> I, uh, I definitely... 
enjoy playing the music with that. Kind of gives you something to you know bob your head to while you see some meat either being cooked or being cut or anything like that. So ever since I started doing that, it just seemed like that was something that I could do that was my own and something I just I love doing. I mean, whether it's you know most of the stuff that I cook is very very simple as most of everybody knows, and it's just a fun little incorporation into it. I personally think so. Jack Arnold joining me here on the show. You can find him on Instagram at Jack Arnold. So when you were first getting into Instagram, I mean, there's a plethora of social media platforms. I think what's unique about Jack, if I can use you in the third person, is if you Google you, you know, there's no website, there's no Facebook page, there's no Twitter, there's nothing like that. It's really just Instagram account aside from some of the other things that you do with uh, some of the people that you work with. Which is pretty unique Correct. in my estimation. Usually people want to get out on all the platforms possible. So I guess, A, why did you kind of relegate yourself to an Instagram account? And where or why did you see value in that versus some of the other items? It just seemed to be the forum that I was honestly enjoying the most, the one that I felt the most comfortable with, Um you know, I've never had a Twitter account. Um, nothing against Twitter. Nothing against anybody who uses Twitter. It's just not for me personally. Um, I just grew more attached to the Instagram method and how it was done, and it seemed like people were enjoying it a whole lot. So I didn't want to branch out too much. You know, social media does take a whole lot of time, and uh, you know, we only have so much time to delegate to it. Um, but you know, my Instagram does mean it means a lot to me. You know, and I, I really enjoy it and every single follower means absolutely the world to me. I mean, I try to, you know, comment back to everybody and show that I'm engaged and how much I appreciate it. Cause when I started, you know, it was one of the things that it meant the world to you. If someone uh, who had a certain amount of followers would reply back to you. And um, I just never forgot that. And I've, I've just really enjoyed my time on Instagram so much. And it's been a wonderful connecting tool to say the least. Uh, Jack, we can probably do a whole nother segment about the ins and outs of Instagram and, and growing an engaged uh, platform. That's something that I'm actually looking to do in 2019 with some of those other bigger barbecue and grilling people on Instagram. But um, you have a day job. Do you, uh, and I'm looking for any specific figures, but when you get to a following of your size, typically you'll get reached out to by brands saying, hey, you know, we'll give you X amount if you do a post this like that. I mean, do you make money? off of your Instagram account or is it just something that you foster because you have a love for the platform right now? I mean, nothing, nothing really out of the ordinary. You know, it's just something I never really thought would happen uh, to be in the position that I'm in. Just, you know, if you look at the very beginning of my Instagram, uh, it would take a a little bit of scrolling to say the least. I think I have almost (laughs) 2,500 posts now, but if you see uh, the very beginning, you know, my first post, I didn't even really have a big green egg. You know, it's just my wife and I out in California so my Instagram has basically turned into a story. And from those who have seen it from the beginning think it's, you know, it's just something else. So as far as the question, you know, am I getting paid to do this? I mean, nothing like specifically from anyone in particular, you know, partnerships or partnerships. But no, I just, if I do private dinners or if I do events that anyone wants me to do, then yes, of course, the money's there. But, you know, I just take that as it goes because this, this started to be, you know, all about fun. And it still is. It's more fun than ever right now. I love meeting new people. I love traveling and meeting new people. Um, you know, the barbecue community is just one of the most one of the most special places right now. How much you know support and how much love that you get all the time in there. So, Jack Arnold joining me here on the show, uh, Jack. So let's talk a little bit about some of those unique connections and people that you've been able to meet. Um, 
I think are you in North Carolina right now? I am. I'm actually in Charlotte right now. Yes, sir. All right. So, if I mean, if you follow on Instagram, I mean, obviously you have some type of a relationship with the Carolina Panthers. Is that something where you knew a player and just kind of got introduced around to some of the other dudes, or did they somebody find you on Instagram and say, "Hey, you know, we want to have this guy around. Looks like he can cook some mad food. Uh, also, happens to be a pretty cool dude to hang out with." Well, I appreciate you asking. I'm actually with uh, Taylor Moten and Chris Clark and Alex Arma right now. Um, Name dropper. Finished, uh, Taco Tuesday. Yeah, we just <laughs> finished over uh, some Taco Tuesday over here. So, I mean, I, I appreciate them letting me do the, the podcast from their place. Yeah, no doubt. So, the way it worked out was, if I do recall, Taylor and uh, a guy who used to play for him, uh, John Theus, were the first to follow me. And they're just local. I guess they just like food or whatnot. So, they, they found me. And I believe it was before Father's Day, maybe sometime, um, it was, I beg your pardon, it was right after my anniversary in May. And I talked to Taylor and I said, I really have appreciated your support, man. I know you guys are about to gear up for the season. If you want to come over and have some dinner and barbecue it up sometime, I'd, I'd love to have you. Well, it took this guy just a few moments or whatnot. It wasn't long <laughs> at all to reply, man, that sounds great. We'd love to. Do you care if I bring a few of the boys with me? And, uh, of course, I'm like, well, let me see. I, I don't know. If I, yeah, yeah. I said, no problem. You can definitely do that. So um, they came over second week in June. We had an unbelievable time, um, really, really connected on a personal level. They were really, really interested in the big green egg and the barbecue and charcoal grilling. So we cooked a ton of food that day. And, you know, we were taking pictures. Uh, they were posting all over their Instagram stories and, Lo and behold, I believe it was a day or two later, I had received a, a message from my friend Christian McCaffrey asking if there would be any chance I'd be able to do that for him and his family after the home games hmm. for this season. So and, of you, course, I was like, well, do you mind if I check my schedule real quick, Christian? I don't know. Uh, no, I'm I didn't say that either. I was happy to do that. I was honored to get that. And that, that guy is just um, – all, all these guys just turn into a family. It's way past barbecue. It's way past football. Um, we're, we've grown very, very tight and very, very honored to have them represent our city. So is there like a, I mean, are you going to Christian's house after every Sunday game and, and like, he's kind of, you're like his personal barbecue guy, uh, chef deal or that's, that, that's correct. Wow, after nice. every Sunday I do uh, go see Christian on the home games, uh, with the exception of last night, you know, being they had Monday night football game, I yep. basically made them, uh, some, uh, Snicker farms, tenderloins and their bone in prime rib rack and, took it over to their place and let them enjoy it for after the game when they got home. So from a, a holiday standpoint, we got a couple minutes left here. Uh, obviously Christmas coming up here in literally a week. Do you have Absolutely. any main dish recommendations outside of uh, traditional prime rib or something that uh, folks would have and, and what's on the Jack Arnold family menu for the holidays? <laughs> well, of course, all of all the things you would mention that I, I am going to be doing a, um, a snake reforms ribeye roll. Uh, for my family, um, my wife, my father, and I, we are going to be just having a nice, quiet Christmas this year. Um, we did a ham last year, and I believe, you know, last Thanksgiving I did a brisket with our turkey. But you can do a ham. My favorite dish in the world to make over Christmas is beef wellington. Um, it requires time. It requires patience. Um, it's a dish that, you know, you can mess up. I've messed them up before. Uh, it's unfortunate when that happens. But I would say it's probably my favorite holiday dish. Um, However, this year, uh, this, the, the ribeye roll just looks so beautiful this year. And I, I, Snake River Farms has been beyond extraordinary to me and, um, and everybody this year. So I 
wanted to stay uh, with the prime rib, uh, old tradition. I'm going to do that ribeye roll. It's boneless. I'm really looking forward to it and um, should be a great time with the family. I've seen a couple videos on my uh, social media expert uh, story guy, Stover Harger III. Uh, we call him SH3, who puts together those stories, <laughs> uh, kind of promoting you. There were a couple really awesome burger shots. Do you have a, a tip, a quick tip on how you keep those burgers so freaking juicy? <laughs> well, yeah, I'd be glad to share that with you now. I, I get messages about it all the time. I'll, I'll at least say the method that I use. I uh, get the cast iron skillet really hot, and we get a crust on the outside, yep. you know, on each side of the burgers first. Then, you know, you want to move it to 350 degrees, either on another grill at 350. You could even use your oven if you want. I choose to just move it over to another egg that I've got set at uh, indirect at 350 degrees. And then the, the key is you really cannot probe your burgers. You can't stick a meat thermometer in them because the juice will run out. I basically I'm looking for a really clear kind of liquid to come out. Like you'll see the reddish myoglobin coming out for yep. a lot of the cook. Yep. Once that has stopped and you see that really clear kind of grease liquid come out, you know that your burger's done. You want to pull that. You don't want to let it rest maybe more than five minutes, I would say. <laughs> um, you know, you could probably go a little bit more depending on the fat content, but I usually let it rest for about five minutes and uh, we cut into it and, you know, we, we just let it rip from there. <laughs> uh, is there, so flip wise, are you like a, you know, one flip and that's it? Or are you multiple flip one because flip. you like it? Oh, you're a one flip guy. Why flip it one time. Once we got a good sear on one side, we yep. flip it to the other side and then we move it over. Once I flipped it to the second side, I'd say I'd probably leave it on the first side for about two minutes or so. I'd say get it nice and hot. Second side, I probably only leave it on for one minute before I move mm. it to the uh, to the 350 degrees because the pan is so hot at that point. Once you move it over, man, it's still it's still going to be fine. You know, there's a lot of talk about wanting to achieve you know a certain internal temperature of you know meat. I think when you talk about different levels of meat too, when you're using a you know Snake River Farms uh, ground meat, I mean that that's like some of the highest quality you can get. Yes, sir. It's it's absolutely extraordinary meat i mean we're, we're lucky to be partners with them it's uh it's juicy it's fatty it cooks really well cooks down really nice um it's definitely my favorite meat to use whenever we get an opportunity to use it let me ask you something i don't know if you were listening to the top of the show or not but i went on a little bit of a rager because i was at one of the best steak houses <laughs> in the country yesterday and yes, my, my steak came out incredibly undercooked i asked for medium actually i called out 130 because the lady said that all of the people in the back had little thermometers that they were happy to use i mean this thing if this thing was somebody had just recently taken that cow's last breath before it was put on my plate and i'll eat a rare steak i mean for sure but you know i ordered uh, 132 degrees which is pretty you know medium rare maybe medium rare plus is it yeah is it sacrilege to think that a high-end restaurant would thermometerize a steak in order to confirm accuracy is that is that a unruly request or expectation? <laughs> oh, that's kind of a tough question. Um, I, I is you it? Know, I, I use it most of the time. I don't use it for the burgers, no, but I still use it for the steak. So I I don't know if I'm uh, one to judge that. I'm so sorry, but if it came out, it was that rare, Greg. Yeah, that can't that can't be good. Uh, Red the Steakhouse. Jack Arnold is using thermometers for his steak. It's okay if you use it. Oh my god. Anyway, on Instagram, you can follow him at Jack Arnold. 
first of what I hope is a number of interviews to come. Jack, thanks so much for the time, man. Really appreciate it. It was an honor to be with you, Greg. Thank you so much, and a happy holidays to you all in the family. You too, Jack. Take care. There he is. First-timer Jack Arnold and hitting it large. That was great. All guests appear via the Traeger Grills hotline. Just backyard guy like you and me. Yummy. Backyard guy just like you and me, killing it on Instagram, getting noticed, noticing his followers, reaching out. Boom. Now he's in with the Carolina Panthers. Jack, sorry the Browns handed them a loss. The Browns did. I want to bring that up during the interview. Could be a sore subject because he was in a house full of Panthers. All right, that was Jack Arnold. I'd give you a website and a Twitter, but he doesn't have them. So just go to Instagram and follow him like 54,000 other people already do at Jack Arnold. I'll talk to you quickly about the Barbecue Guru. We always believe that outdoor cooking should be easy and fun because it can be. The folks at the Barbecue Guru believe that is the case, especially with the Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill. The Monolith is the world's first temperature-controlled smoker with a built-in power draft fan. This means smarter control and greater freedom with automatic temperature control. Easily choose your cooking time, your temperature, and let the Monolith do the work of a sous chef or a barbecue pit master. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill, and you can serve the tastiest, juicy meals. <laughs> the tastiest, dirty meal. The tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. By the way, if you are in the market this holiday season for a monolith and you already have a Guru temperature controller, great news, great news. You don't have to get a new controller to use the monolith Guru with the built-in fan. Just hook the controller right up to the fan. You're off and running. Now, if you want to update, if you want to update the controller, your prerogative. Go to the Barbecue Guru's website, bbqguru.com, or call them 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. Ask them all your questions, and they will make sure you're up and running right out of the box. All right. Back to wrap the first hour. Stick around. Be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, thanks again to Jack Arnold for joining me. This past segment at Jack Arnold on Instagram. Give him a follow. John Dawson on the instant chat. Rempyism alert. Thermometer eyes. I know. <laughs> I know that's not a word. Again, if you just are tuning in and you miss Jack Arnold at the very end of the interview, by the way, go back and get it on podcast because the show is being recorded even though it's live. I asked Jack at the very end, is it wrong of me to have an expectation that in the high-end steakhouse they would use a thermometer to ensure temperature accuracy? But I said thermometerized. And Jack said, yes, he uses thermometers on steaks, not on hamburgers, on steaks. Uh, Matt Boer is asking, 
Greg, pull it at 132 or serve at 132. I want the steak to be 132 at the table, so pull it earlier. Account for some carryover cooking. I mean, if you pull it at 132, it's going to rise to 137 tops. And I'm okay with that, too. So I said thermometerize. John Dawson saying that is a new Rempyism, so we'll add that one to the uh, old bank. We got a whole mess of them. We should put those together at some point, John, and see what we come up with. I said that was not intentional. John said totally intentionalized. All right. We are gearing up for the second hour. Mike McLeod will be talking about World Food Championships. We'll take as long as we need to on that. Then we will have open segments. The 12 Days of Barbecue Christmas will be played at some point as we refire that beauty. Brought to you courtesy of Hot Grill on Grill Action. Logan Hendrickson, Matt Frampton, Scott Amos, just to name a few. The Flabongo may or may not make an appearance. Once again, thanks to Jack Arnold. Last segment, at Jack Arnold is his Instagram. And the segment before that was Robin Lindar's The Grill Girl. Grillgirl.com if you want to check out her full listing of 2018 gift-giving recommendations. And as she had mentioned... A lot of those have Amazon links, so you can go ahead and link over to those and still have them in time for the holidays. In the meantime, I will refresh libations, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. You are listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network.